Hi, I'm Danny Murphy, and welcome back to Virtual Reality, where me and Evan Real spill all the reality TV news and gossip, and get ready to listen to our full, unedited interview with one of your favorite reality TV stars. Okay, well, Meredith Marks, Danny and I are so beyond thrilled to catch up with you because it's been it's been a while it's been a long time since we've caught up i saw you at kathy hilton's christmas party and we touched base there but now we got this zoom just to really get into it and catch up and there's a lot to catch up on especially with this season of salt lake city housewives that's for sure it's been a wild one (laughs) i feel off like out like every episode i'm kind of like what is going on next like you guys are non-stop this season and i feel what i do love is that like while people are like shouting and fighting, you've really like, you've, I feel like reestablished all, let all the girls know that you're like, no, I'm Meredith Marks. Like you can't really mess with me. I love when you're like, it, you used to be like announcing you're disengaging. You're like, oh, I'm not just paying you time. Like you're like, you can do whatever you want to do. I'm going to be doing me. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, it's, I, I do feel like that's always kind of been who I am is I, I don't really worry about um, other people's, you know, problems with me things like that I mean obviously I don't want to hurt someone's feelings but generally speaking I am who I am and you know I don't have ill will towards people that's just not how I'm wired and you know you guys can start all the drama you want but I've got a lot of stuff going on you know as you know I launched a caviar I launched plated by Meredith Marks my fashion jewelry collection we launched a podcast you know it's been very busy um (laughs) to say the least so I need to focus on the things that are, you know, important. So, so you're launching. Yeah, you do you? That's fine. Right, right. I love that you are busy launching new business ventures from Plated by Meredith Marks to the podcast to the caviar. Meanwhile, you're also launching a lot of content for memes. I mean, this season you just like hit the ground running <laughs> with an avalanche of iconic moments, Meredith. When you were filming, like, you can leave or going up to the waiter who you thought was security or saying, don't come for my bathtubs. Did you expect that you would have so many hits right out the gate? No, no. I don't think anyone does like in real time, you know, because I think that if, if you're expecting that, obviously you're trying for it and it, it doesn't land the right way, you know, like if you're trying too hard, it's not going to work anyway. So I feel like the fun stuff always comes about just unexpected and randomly. And when someone's like looking for that, it's not going to happen. The more you strive for it, the more you miss it. Ooh, that's like housewives words to live by. Cause I feel that is the hard thing where a lot of times you see someone coming in really hot and you're like, we can't even like you're, I feel for the ladies in the cast, you're like, if I'm struggling to get to know you without this whole like that 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 you're doing, the audience is gonna have a hard time getting to know you too. Did you feel because there was Monica and Angie joining the full time fun this time around? Do you feel like either of them kind of fell into that, or they were sort of coming in on their own? I mean, unfortunately, I think that everybody does at the beginning. You know, it's just it's an element of to what degree because it's a new like you're being followed by cameras all all of a sudden and you're kind of like even if you're not trying you are going to behave slightly differently at a bare minimum until you kind of get your bearings and understand the process you know it takes a minute to get comfortable with all these people watching private moments you know it's not easy so yeah I mean of, of course and also you have new people who have to do something to establish 
their meaning for the group. You know what I'm saying? And so it's going to take a little effort. What is your assessment of Monica's first year, her performance as a housewife? Because it seemed like she warmed up to those cameras pretty quickly. She was ready to get into it. She brought her mom into the mix. She wasn't afraid to to go at it with several of, of her cast members. And, you know, right now, you know, she and Lisa are not in the, the best of places on the show. I mean, she really came in hot and heavy and she kind of connected with you. So I'm I'm curious to know what your take is on Monica. Yeah, I mean, I think for Monica, it might have been a little easier to get comfortable than for like the average new housewife just because of her dynamic with Jen. I mean, if she was working, you know, for Jen, she obviously had even not not necessarily on camera time because I I don't think she ever was on camera, but she was surrounded by the whole thing. And and so you kind of have a bit of an inkling as to how things are done and what's going on. And besides the newbies that we are getting to know this season, of course, so many of the OGs, what we love about Salt Lake City is the OGs keep on coming and giving us so much stuff. And speaking of your podcast, I loved that you and Whitney, you guys had a little family relationship time on the podcast. Um, Is there, do we see double dating continuing to happen between the two of you? (laughs) Well, obviously you'll have to watch, but you, you do realize we're at the tail end. You know, we only have a, a few more episodes. So it's it's unlikely that you'll get another double date in that short of a window. <laughs> or what about now after like, a, you know, well, like, are you guys going to watch the reunion together, then go out for some wine or not so much? I mean, I guess, you know, that that always will depend on how reunion unfolds, which you guys have to watch and see that mm-hmm. one. I will say it was really beautiful. Winnie and I definitely had a lot of drama. I mean, you saw, you've seen a lot. There's definitely was a lot of drama. So. And the drama sometimes keeps on like when you think the drama's done, I feel I'm like, oh wait, we're back in the <laughs> we're back in the drama. <laughs> Tell me about it. I mean, I'm always like, wait, how did we get back here? You know, I the one thing I will say is for the most part, I mean, you know, I'm human and we all have moments and whatever else, but for the most part I move on. Like if I have something to say, I'm going to tell you and then going to move on and I'll accept who you are. I'll expect, accept your actions, your reactions, whatever they may be. And that's fine. At the end of the day, it's just telling on who you are, not me. So I kind of just move on and don't worry about it that much, you know, but for whatever reason, we keep going back to the same place. And, um, I don't really understand why. And I'm not saying this just in reference to Whitney. I'm saying that in reference to kind of everybody almost. Right. I mean, given the ups and downs of your relationship with Whitney, I will say it was really beautiful to see her and Justin come on the podcast with you and Seth. That seemed like a really, really nice moment of connection. You and Seth have been so open about the struggles you faced previously in your marriage. And now it's so great to see you two in such a strong place having been through that journey, what is it like for you to watch the show back and see Whitney and Justin unpack the problems in their marriage? And then also kind of see uh, Angie Kay and her husband unpacking problems in their marriage as someone who's experienced it and come out on the other side of it triumphantly. Yeah. I mean, I know how much hard work it takes to come out on the other side in in a good space. And, and we're still working always, you know, it's not like it's just a walk in the park and everything's fine. I mean, we still have issues and problems that come up all the time. And it's a matter of, you know, 
addressing them and taking care of them and dealing with them and not letting them fester and not letting them turn into something and getting help if you need help and dealing with them, you know? And, um, you know, it made me a bit sad when I watched both Angie and Whitney play back just because, um, it is somewhere that I've been and it is somewhere that, you know, if we would have been able to get along a little better and communicate a little more pleasantly, I may have been able to help, you know, maybe not. I mean, I don't think they would have been terribly open to my advice, but perhaps I, I, I did go through it, you know? <laughs> hey, well, as a, when I was watching them kind of go on that pretty awkward date where they couldn't figure out what to even talk about with each other. I was like, okay, this is a moment where I feel like Meredith could step in and really connect with Angie and give her some great advice. But obviously that hasn't been the case <laughs> this season. Meredith, how how are things with Angie? And were you able to make any sort of amends at the reunion? I mean, again, you have to watch. I do think that, you know, Generally speaking, reunions do make most situations better. <laughs> that gives you any clue. Um, but, you know, there there was a lot like that went on and um, a lot of, you know, behaviors from people that were concerning. Like we did see that Angie found out directly from Monica, actually for the second, because Monica did say earlier she maybe wasn't listening, but I released her that I really did not those rumors or spread those rumors and you know where where was my apology then like what why didn't I hear I, I'm sorry for wrongfully accusing you like you know so there's a lot of stuff where I felt like you know it's easy to point your finger at me and make all these accusations of me but the reality is I had one moment in Palm Springs where I reacted to some very nasty commentary that Angie made about me. And yes, I should have responded rather than reacting, but I feel like I was held accountable for my reaction to her bad behavior when she didn't take accountability for the behavior or apologize for it, which is manipulation. And yeah, I'm not saying just by her. I'm saying by everybody. Right. I mean, I don't love that you and Angie <laughs> didn't get along this season, but I do love that that drama resulted in the rumors and the husband and that whole moment. And you can leave. I mean, thank God that we have that Meredith Marks. What an absolute gift. Have you created merch yet? Because <laughs> I'm buying it. We did, or you, you need a reverse leave. doorbell. Did, you can leave. <laughs> you, instead of a doorbell on the inside, it's a doorbell on the outside where you're like, you can leave now. Please exit my party. Right. It's time to go. Yeah. I have to put one in the Meredith Mars boutique, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, speaking of you can leave, though, one thing that Danny and I were talking about before you hopped on Zoom is we never found out who can leave your wagon. We didn't get we didn't get to hear who people were kicking off their I wagon. I know. Okay. So they didn't really love my answer. And, you know, the, the women were kind of like, really? They didn't like my answer because, I, I mean, uh, it's pretty obvious who I was going to say. We all know it would have been Angie. But what I said was I would throw Angie off, but then I would feel so guilty that I'd have to stop and bring her back on because I would never have left her. <laughs> okay. Well, I like that. I like hey, that. I didn't love that so much. Because it wasn't really part of the game. <laughs> but, but hey, you were, you were putting your Meredith Marks truth on it. I wouldn't throw anyone. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would never have abandoned any any of the women. I just wouldn't. It's not who I am. My favorite, too, is 
I love myself some Heather Gay, but I love that she starts that game and then is like, how'd the party go south? we don't do well with games i think that we're very well aware that it's a problem butter yes (laughs) games not so much churning is you know is is lovely only positive things come out of churning butter (laughs) how was it sort of hanging out with angie at kathy hilton's christmas party we saw some pictures from the step and repeat. And it looked like everyone kind of got along for the most part. It was you, Angie, Whitney, and Mary. And by the way, I can't believe Mary left her closet to come all the way out to Los Angeles to party with you guys. I was so shocked and surprised and very delighted. But it seemed like the four of you had a good time. Yeah, I mean, I didn't go with them. You know, I guess um, uh, Mary made some plans with Whitney and invited Angie as her guest. And um, that's how that all came about. But I, I actually had had some other plans. So I went with other people, but I obviously saw them there and we took some pictures and, you know, what everyone was kind of doing, they, you know, we were doing our own thing because I didn't go with them and they all went together. Like they were kind of more of a trio. Which is a very shocking trio for a lot of people to digest because I was like, Mary and Whitney, who usually can't say a sentence to one another, they're now in a group chat. What is going on here? I was surprised too. I, I have to say, I was very when I heard they were all the three of them were going together. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, not you know in a bad way. It's obviously positive if everyone's getting along. It's just surprising. <laughs> I was chatting to Whitney and Angie on the carpet, and Whitney said that she and Mary were able to really hash out their issues at the reunion. Were you shocked that they were able to move past their problems? Um, yeah, and I'm even kind of more surprised that that's what she said, but we'll leave it at that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> she, she just seemed to be very... That wasn't that my she... impression when we left the reunion. <laughs> what, what was that? That just wasn't my impression when we left the reunion. So that's why it's sort of surprising. But, you know, you can't, like, judge what goes down between other people because that's their dynamic and... I'm not a part of that, you know? So obviously it went better than what I saw or what I interpreted. And that's great. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I love how, I love how like they were possibly screaming at each other <laughs> at the reunion. And then when he was like, oh my God, yeah, we're in such a good place. <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess we'll all, I'll have to watch and see, you know, Th- this one I can't answer. I have no idea. We'll see it all unfold together because uh, that's just not the statement I would have made coming out of reunion regarding them but i feel what happens not my story to tell (laughs) well and i feel that what happens with a lot of the ladies though is you hear things or read things that they say and you're like huh is there been anything lately that you're kind of like that's what you think about that or that's what you say like that has kind of made meredith marks go like i'm gonna like seth had to hold you back from calling them (laughs) um no no one has to hold me back from calling calling anyone because I'm usually disciplined on my very own. True. I'm, I'm bringing um, my jersey out. Yeah, there's you. definitely been some stuff I've seen in press. <laughs> it seems like. Right. Um, no, there's definitely been stuff there. Hmm? It, I was going to say, it seems like one thing that has stuck out to me is Whitney seems to be very concerned with where you live how much time you spend in Salt Lake City. And 
not only is that interesting to me because who cares, but also because, you know, you and Whitney, I feel like made a lot of progress in your relationship this season, especially seeing the way you connected not only on your podcast, but the the empathy you displayed to her when she came to your gold plated event. Um, and, you know, she didn't receive that necessarily from all of her cast members. I just felt like you sort of went out of your way to show Whitney this season that you were a good friend. And then she's like, but she doesn't live in Utah. Like, what is your reaction to all that? Yeah. Um, I mean, well, first of all, I think that I've been very empathetic to Whitney's situations over the years that she's been dealing with. Um, and I unfortunately don't really feel that I get that in return. Um, however, that being said, relationships are not tit for tat and that's okay. Everyone can do what they're capable of contributing and that's fine. Um, Whitney's concern with me and my lifestyle is puzzling because she's complaining that she has no time to deal with her own family. So perhaps if she focused a little bit more on her own home, that would be less of an issue for her. But um, I don't live in Salt Lake City at all. I live in Park City part time. We winter there and come in and out periodically. And um, I'm very fortunate, you know, we and um, we've been living between Park City and Chicago and we realized that we really only want to winter in Park City and during COVID we really didn't want to spend time in Chicago anymore and so you know for the last few years we pretty much spend our, you know a couple months in the summer in Europe and early fall in New York late fall to early winter in Miami late spring to early summer in LA and you know it's a few months in each city and I think it's pretty freaking fabulous and uh, yeah I love it just and we love living in hotels so that yeah, sounds like you my know dream. well like right now we rented a house and yeah it's great right now we're renting a house on Palm Island and I'm not there I'm in LA you know we we love living in hotels so we have a home base during those, you know, each of those different places during that time. And then we travel from there and You're like spend a lot of time in hotels. And, you know, I, I hope for wit. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Like I'm very happy with it. I love it. And at some point maybe we'll choose to spend more time in one place than the other. But for right now, I, I'm not complaining. I love it. I have, I have social circles in all those places and it's a lot of fun, you know? So for Whitney, I hope one day that, you know, when she's an empty nester, that she and Justin are in a great place in their relationship and they can afford to live this lifestyle and try it out because it's a lot of fun. And do you feel that it is one of those times where she is going through all this relationship stuff? And I feel a lot of times when people are dealing with things like that, instead of being like, I got to look inward and I have to have annoying talk. She's like, let me just Google some stuff about Meredith that I can, you know what I mean? Like, is she kind of trying to pick apart things like that because because <laughs> of stuff going on for her because I'm guilty of doing that too I, I have done that on occasion to myself <laughs> I mean maybe I don't know you know it's funny because it's like I am accused of digging dirt on people I'm accused of these bizarre patterns and whatever else that quite frankly feel a lot like projections you know and I don't know. I mean, I, I think the whole audience has very clearly in what would need better. I don't think I even need to point those out, you know. Um, my pattern is I move on and I focus on myself. And other than with Lisa and her tantrum, which I, you know, seen about a week before we had filming the next season, it took me a second to move past that, you know. But 
Um, otherwise, I just move on. I don't worry about it. You know, it's not my thing. And, and you know. But speaking speaking of Lisa and moving on, it's been really great to see you two connect this season. You're able to meet up for lunch. It's all good and gravy. And I do like the new energy that you two have infused into your relationship because you made this commitment to being open and honest about any issues that arose. And just seeing you two meet up for lunch during this uh, this this most recent uh, scene you i i feel like you are not you're not um skirting around anything this time you're not afraid to tell her how you feel and how how does that feel and do you feel like now that you are doing that in your friendship that the friendship is more sustainable yeah i mean i think the friendship is very different now i think um you know, which is, it's positive. You can't go backwards, you know? So, and I don't want to go backwards and I don't think she does either. I think that's a very fair statement for all of us. Um, you know, but she has certain scars that I've left on her and I have certain scars that she's left on me. And so there are going to be times where, you know, you get kind of, you're like, whoa, what happened? And, you know, to me, the goal is for us to communicate enough with each other where, you know, she's not getting traumatized because she has these scars and other people are telling her things that trigger that or telling me things, et cetera, et cetera. And so that's why at lunch, you know, I'd heard little like murmurings that she was saying stuff and I didn't really know or not, but I was like, you know what? I, I kept giving benefit of the doubt that she wasn't talking about me. And I thought, well, I better just address this because a couple of years ago I kept saying, is anything wrong? And I got the answer no. And then we found out something really was very, very wrong. So I thought it was important for me to kind of get ahead of this a little as best I could and be like, hey, what's going on? And so we did. And I feel like the conversation went very well. I mean, it definitely got a little heated, but that's okay. Like heated's okay. I felt like we both got to a better space from it. And a lot of people, I don't know if you saw online too, people are loving the moment when you kind of diffused it to say towards the end, where it's like, so what you're mad at Monica about is what I was annoyed at in this situation. And I think you might've inspired a bunch of people with referencing gaslighting manipulation to go to law school to handle situations with their friends because they were like, the lawyer jumped out <laughs> to nip this in the, like, to be like, this is what's going on. This is how I feel. And this is why you denying it is invalid. Your honor, I rest my case. Well, I think you'll see, I, I mean, we've definitely seen, and I think you'll see a lot more through the rest of, of the season that there does appear to be a bit of a different standard that, you know, mm -hmm. there is an expectation that other people can treat me a certain way. But if I have a reaction and, you know, the reaction relative to the treatment was actually fairly mild. If we look at all of the things that were said about me compared to me saying, should I go there about rumors? Like, that's not that deep, let's be honest. Um, and everyone's mad at me, but no one's mad at Angie for the things she said to me. You know, it's like, mm, that doesn't add up. And so I feel like there's a lot of that. And, um, you know, and that's okay. Again, like, it just shows, you know, who you are. And if that's how you want to live your life, that's on you. That's not on me. What was it like, sort of, being a, a purveyor or a, a viewer of the conflict between Lisa and Monica when you were repairing your relationship with Lisa, but also developing a pretty good friendship with Monica. Did you ever feel like you had to take sides in that whole situation? 
Um, no. And for a variety of reasons, first and foremost, you know, Monica was a very new friend. I really did not know her very well. You know, she's someone I had gone out with, you know, what, five, six times, you know, whatever it was, whatever you guys saw was what it was. Um, and you know, maybe we talked on the phone five, six times, you know, it's not like I, it wasn't like we were so tight that I felt anywhere on that. And with Lisa, you know, we were repairing. And so I didn't feel really any strong obligation to take any sort of strong stance either way. And it was very difficult for me if I honestly knew like, oh my gosh, this person is definitely in the right. I would have been more actively taking a stance, but I didn't see most of this stuff happen. Like a lot of this happened at Greek Easter and at, you know, Whitney's uh, sound bath and all of that. And I wasn't there. So, you know, you hear both sides, but we all know how that goes. So I didn't feel like without actually seeing what happened, it was up to me to make any real statement. A statement that I think you, know, you I made. Mean, there's, Oh, I was gonna say a statement I think you made on Instagram that I loved is the support of Beauty Lab and Laser for Heather when all that started to come out. I love it. You're like a place to unwind and relax. I'm. Did you feel like that was almost a moment where you're like, okay, I know the facts about the business my girl Heather runs. I do want to jump in and kind of support her in a sense socially. Yeah, of course, because you know what? I've been um, going to Beauty Lab for many years for Botox, for vampire facials, you know, stuff like that. Um, and I've never had anything but a very, very positive experience. So, you know, I, I thought it was important to say that because I don't, I mean, I, I, I've never had anything go wrong there. Never. What do you think is Monica's intention by coming for Heather's business and, and why now? Because it, it seems like from what we've seen in the DMs that she she used to really enjoy the fillers and, and the Botox that she got at Beauty Lab. I mean, if I had to guess, I would say that Monica's lawyer said, OK, you countersue. You know, I don't I don't even know that th there was much more to it than that. You know, it's a very kind of typical move when you're sued to file a countersuit to try to scare the person off or mm -hmm. whatever. I mean, it's a tactic more than anything and, and probably shouldn't be taken at a much deeper level than that is my guess. How are things between, if you could just summarize it, like give us like three adjectives between Heather and Monica at the reunion, because Mary Cosby told me that mm. was put in the hot, hot, hot seat at the reunion. Um, yes, she was, but I also, I mean, I think Heather was too, you know, Heather definitely had a lot to answer for as well. And, and was really had her feet held to the fire for sure. Um, and Monica too. Yes, I, I would agree. Um, but the, the relationship between them, um, you know, explosive would probably be the first word I would, would use. It was definitely, a lot. <laughs> it was crazy. But you know, there's I mean, there was a lot of just explosive behavior in general. And I mean, I've never seen Andy get quite as uh, irritated as he was with us that day, you know, and there was a lot of him losing it, you know, nothing too crazy. But he definitely got a little upset a few times, several times. So. Did, he, did he storm off at all? <laughs> did Andy? 
<laughs> oh my gosh. That Could would be insane. Okay. And were like, were there any walk-offs? Did anyone yeah. storm off? No. Everyone sat and dealt with their stuff. Everyone really did. I mean, it's one thing I will say. Whether whether you like the answers you got or not, you got answers. Well, an answer I hope I get is if Lisa is going to every season have a semi-hot mic moment, because of course we know the one with you. But then this last week's episode where she was throwing the mic off Curse and Whitney and everything, I'm like... Lisa, how do you do? You know, you got to know now this is going to it's going to be captured. You know, I think it's just like real. I don't think it's, you yeah. know, I think it's like in the heat of the moment. And I I know there are times where you get upset and you're like in that moment and you're not really thinking about cameras and microphones. You're thinking about your own emotions, you mm-hmm. know, so I, I think that's just kind of where it was. And, uh, you know. It wasn't that horrible, let's be honest. Oh, it was not that bad. that bad. (laughs) What Danny and I are wondering if it's that bad or not that bad is whatever this phone call that Heather Gay receives in Bermuda, what can you tease about that situation and how did it impact the cast dynamic? Is this this kind of like act one in whatever the big finale twist is that everyone's talking about? Yes, it will definitely lead into parts of the finale twist. There there are several elements that go into that. Um, and Heather's phone call is definitely a major part of that. And oh, of sure. course, you, you can't say too much about it, but when you first heard whatever the details of the phone call was, did you believe it? Or are you like, this sounds too insane? Because from the looks of it, it seems like insanity. It is. Um, so a little more than the other women, I had not a lot, but I had a little more of an inkling and some insight into some of these elements. So I was definitely the least shocked, I would think, but I was still shocked. Um, but I, I had a clue that there were some issues and I knew what some of them were. I did not know all of them. Wow. So then whatever twist occurs during the finale, were you shocked by that? Again, yes and no. Like, yes, absolutely. From the parts I didn't know about. Um, but there was so much, there was so much more that I did not know. So yeah, it was pretty shocking. You know, it was definitely pretty shocking. Who would you say was most impacted by whatever this twist is? Is it Heather? Um... Honestly, I think everyone's equally. I do. I mean, everyone has different elements. I I guess you could say there were some where I was more impacted. There were some where Heather was more impacted. But at the end of the day, everybody is is heavily impacted. Wow. And so then after this finale and after the reunion, what does season five look like for you? Is is it going to be a lot of rebuilding and repairing and picking up the pieces? Are you are you ready for cameras to go back up? Um, I don't know if I'm ready. <laughs> I need a big vacation. Okay, I'm really tired. Um, <laughs> but it's there's going to be a lot of work. I mean, I think that there are certain resets that can go into place that can help everybody, you know, sort of find stronger footing. But 
relationships take work and there has been a lot of damage in a lot of the relationships and you know it's going to be a matter of if people want to put the effort in or not. And it doesn't, you know, not every relationship has to be that deep. It's okay to have a superficial service relationship with certain people and not put the work in there. And that's fine too. You know, not every relationship has to be your deepest friendship out there. So we'll see. Relationships are like butter. They take a lot of effort. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's, well, Mary got to churn churn that relationship. Churn the right? beat around. <laughs> right, exactly. Mary um Mary was telling me that she and Monica have grown closer, you know, by the end of the season and definitely throughout the reunion. She said that she actually feels like she's Monica's only, you know, real friend in the group right now and she said that she's ready to help Monica sort of get in a better situation with the rest of the cast, if both of them come back for uh, season five, how do you think Mary could help Monica sort of, you know, make a re-entry into the group and build stronger friendships after whatever it is that she did or didn't do? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I <laughs> really don't. I, He's going to need Jesus' help. I, Yeah. <laughs> oh okay so we gotta know. it's it's a hard situation you know it's a definitely a difficult situation yeah oh my god wait before we let you go uh meredith uh i did see you at kathy owens christmas party and of course the salt lake city girlies were there but so many other housewives and bravo celebrities were there and i love nothing more than a crossover and i know you're friends with so many of these amazing women on bravo who were you most excited to see who did you have the most fun with were there new connections that were made were there some people who were a little icy like give us give us the rundown if you can um well you know what it was what was really fun was uh crystal had a small group over for cocktails and Meredith Marks caviar before. Yes. So, um, yes. So that was like really fun. And it was nice because we kind of got like a start, you know, into the night. Um, and I love her. She's, she's amazing. She's just like a kind person. She really is. And she's a lot of fun. So of course that was fun to see her and everyone there. And, you know, that was, that for me was actually the best because it was a smaller group. So you get to kind of really catch up with people. Whereas at like the bigger party, it's fun, but it's, you know, it's always very quick conversations and you're being torn in 22 directions with you guys on the carpet and photographers and this, that, and the other. So it was fun. That was great. And I loved the real snow. That was definitely a, uh, that was a nice creative touch. touch. I would not have thought of bringing to LA. Yeah, that was amazing. One thing that I am curious about, though, okay, so you obviously are a big Crystal fan. Danny and I are, too. She's amazing. But she was at the party, and so was Olivia Flowers from Southern Charm. And Olivia Flowers from Southern Charm said that she thought Crystal was rude at BravoCon. Did you see them interact at all? Did you get to hang out with Olivia? What like was what happened there? I did not. So I have I have no insight into that. But if all I can say is and look, I don't know Crystal that well, but I have been around her in several social situations over the last few years. And if she was not kind, it was not intentional. It was, you know, she was distracted or whatever and that can happen to anyone you know so she's not a mean person that much i do know <laughs> you I know also thought <laughs> she lost her voice halfway through so i feel she probably just couldn't even talk it's just a lot you know sometimes if you're not feeling well or you've got something on your mind or whatever and, and someone's talking to you and you're not 100 percent focused you come off as being rude and you don't 
mean to, you're just distracted. And so I'm guessing something like that probably happened. I can't imagine she said anything that was mean. It was maybe just that she wasn't paying attention. Another thing that I need more clarity on from BravoCon, because I wasn't there for this, Meredith, but I saw the photos and it seemed like the most magical moment was your reunion with Chad, the waiter slash security. How did that come to be? How did that happen? What was it like? I mean, just talk about a moment, you know? I mean, that was amazing. You know, Chad, um, a little bit prior to BravoCon started posting like, you know, Bravo, invite me, da, 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 like he really wanted to go. And so we were all kind of reposting it, trying to get him a little traction. And um, it worked, which was great. It was so nice that they, you know, brought him in because he definitely was like a legitimate part of our season. And, and so um, I had no idea, but I guess he somehow must have gone over to my booth and found out when I was coming there or whatever. And I came, you know, to the booth and he was there and it was just such a hoot. I mean, so amazing. You know, he, he has a new career in security and uh, he's really good at it. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> I, I mean, and you, and you I'm the only one who calls security in Palm Springs. Like, really? This is not New York City, you know? <laughs> Wait, speaking of Palm Springs, Meredith, I recently just got married in Palm Springs. And my whole family came. We had a little elopement moment situation. And several family members had not yet been to Palm Springs. So we just, like, had a, a little day of shopping, you know, on the main strip. And we walk into the store where you chose Lisa Barlow's outfit. And I, I just like immediately recognized it. And I asked the the shop manager, I was like, wait, is this where Meredith picked out the little shaky skirt and the sheer top? And they're like, oh my God, yes. They were so excited. And they said that like business has been good since oh. you created that situation in there. I love it. I love it. That's amazing. It's always nice when someone's thriving from, you know, our craziness over there. And, <laughs> you know, Lisa was a really good sport because that was actually meant to be a joke. I picked a couple of different outfits in this one green dress that was like very on point and very much for style was what she was really meant to wear. And I gave her that as a joke and she was being a good sport and put it on. And then we just like ran out of time. And so she was stuck in it. And then like she was really good. But and can I, I also say, especially because it was supposed to be trust, it was supposed to be about trust. I'm not saying she did look amazing, but I know Lisa, and I know that's not something she would want to wear to dinner. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, if I had a body like that, I would be wearing a sheer top and a little chain skirt every day of my life. Absolutely, I, I agree. I thought she looked great, but I know she was not happy yeah. to be in it. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the vibe. <laughs> <laughs> no no but she was really a good sport and like you know I you did not complain so I, I I I was impressed yeah I feel like you I feel like you should be like a new ambassador of Palm Springs like they need to give you like the key to the city you need a star on the Palm Springs Walk of Fame Meredith Marks I agree yeah I want I that Yes. Okay, let's petition for it. Who we yeah, we need to figure out who the mayor of Palm Springs is. And Mark's <laughs> Motel next to Trixie's. It could just be a double book, a, a little business collab. I love it. I love it. That would be fun.
I also really do fun. feel like Palm Springs like really aligns with your spirit because you are such a fierce ally of the LGBTQIA plus community, which Danny and I just want to shout out because we appreciate it so much. And I also want to shout out when the girls were talking about you on the show and then they show the montage of you like on the red carpet at the Glad Awards, like looking so fabulous, playing that like amazing music. I was like living for that moment. And I hope that you appreciated the editors doing that too, because it was like truly the best juxtaposition you could ever imagine. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was so, it was so good. It was so good. And, you know, it's like, it's just, it's very important to me. And so I, I love when they integrate that in and, you know, for, we all have our reasons that we, we, we put ourselves through all this. And, and for me, it's, you know, important to bring um, light to the things I care about. So it's good. Yeah. Well, we care about you, Meredith Marks and we, we uh, can't thank you enough for hopping on and catching up with us. It was so great chatting with you. So good to chat with you. Thank you so much. If you loved gossiping with us, and I know you do, then don't forget to subscribe to our podcast, Virtual Reality by Page Six. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week.